hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today and a lot of news going on as always. And be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all. And if you guys already saw this morning, the markets are going wild. Gold's gone up, platinum's up, silver's gone through the roof as the inflationary rate officially got listed as 62 which we're seeing it much higher in many, many venues and avenues now. They're now saying is the highest inflationary rate we have seen in 30 years as gas jumps over 59% and meat over 24%. And as experts are predicting, this new $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill is going to make the cost of living even higher. And this is what I've constantly been warning about for the last year and a half – Ever since the Donald decided to start passing multi-trillion dollar bills for COVID, that started the ball rolling for what we saw with this massive, massive inflationary rate that's continuing to go up very, very quick. If anybody has been in markets, just about any market right now, anything you buy or grab is pretty much worth more money than you paid for six months from now. I mean, it's just, it's just what's happening. And that's why they've been shorting gold so hard. And from what I've heard from numerous individuals, there's a lot of investors that are going in kind of behind the scenes and trying to close deals out with physical gold instead of paper, but being low key about it right now because they know it's about to happen. And they know what's going to start happening in the markets when this inflationary level goes to, you know, 10, 12, 14% like we saw in 1980, which by the way, it will be going there very soon if they keep spending the money like they do right now. There's no question about it. Also, too, in other news, this is very interesting. Bill Gates pretty much came out now in a meeting in this basically he was last week at a UK think tank Microsoft founder Bill Gates at the policy exchange he was talking about the injections and he pretty much called blew the whistle inadvertently on RNA shots which should make everybody question it he said we didn't have any vaccines that blocked the transmission with RNA we got vaccines that helped you with health with RNA but they only slightly reduced the transmission, and he went on to say here that they're not working to block the transmission at all and that we need a new way of doing the vaccines. So here you have it where he was blatantly involved in the RNA technology with Moderna, and now they're starting to come out now. And the reason why he's saying this, by the way, it's not because he doesn't want to use the RNA technology because they've already made tens of billions of dollars now off the shot. They want to roll out the next phase, which is exactly what DARPA has been working on, and it's an injection piece. It's basically a chip that goes in and can detect when you have COVID and can release a time-released injection or vaccine or immunization or whatever new word you want to add to this toxic element they're putting into you right now because it's not a vaccine as far as I'm being sarcastic about it before. This is what the next realm they want to do, and they want to have it basically imprinted on you so you can scan it. They've already talked about this technology for years now, and this was the first phase in getting everybody okay. Yesterday I had a meeting in Lakeland for uh, with some people over there that I knew, and it was interesting. I sat, sat beside a lady who's a realtor, and we were talking about all the stuff with the markets, and then we started on the topic of COVID. And she goes, yeah, she goes, I caught COVID last year. She goes, I was really sick for like about a week and a half, and I bounced out of it. And I said, well, did you end up getting the shot? And she goes, yeah. She 
goes, I ended up getting it. She goes, I really didn't want to get it. She goes, but I, I'm traveling to Europe later, and so I just need to be able to travel, so I got it. I said, well, how would you feel from it? She goes, well, I got it a couple months ago, and I really didn't didn't handle it real well. She goes, I got kind of sick about like I did with COVID. She goes, but it doesn't matter. Now I got it. I can travel. And I said, well, what do you think? They're not going to make you get the next round of shots to travel? And she goes, uh, well, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really want to get another shot. And I said, what do you think is going to happen? She goes, well, they're not going to make us get a booster shot to travel. And I just started giggling. I said, they're not. They're not. They're not making people show your vaccine passport to go into restaurants in Washington and California, New York. They're not forcing now children to get the shot and show their vaccine passports at five years old in San Francisco. They're not mandating in a lot of school systems now that five to 11-year-olds have to be injected without parental consent. They wouldn't do any of that. And she kind of just shut up and didn't say anything else and went back to her food and just kind of ignored me for quite a bit. And I wasn't trying to be rude, but it's just funny to me the level of naive nature that we're seeing so many people project where they truly think if they just get the shot, it'll calm down and everything will be okay and they can just keep traveling. When in reality, we're seeing the exact opposite occur with more and more and more mandates, restrictions, lockdowns, and regulations, even to the point now, as I said earlier this week, that the CDC is now pretty much saying that we're going to be wearing masks forever, even to help out fight the common cold and the flu. Now, one thing that I have found repeatedly is pretty much almost everybody I know that travels or has worn a mask regularly ends up getting sick. Almost every time. I told you guys about my mother-in-law dealt with that when the whole incident with the testing. She was perfectly healthy. We stacked her up on C, D, iodine, zinc, everything before she left here. And, of course, she was at the airport. She dealt with the testing all day, sitting at the airport all day, flying all day, and she wore a mask the whole time. She wore a mask about 20-plus hours throughout the entire day except when she could go to a restaurant or a table and sit down and eat. And, of course, as soon as she got back, horrific cough in her lungs. Been sick for the last couple of days. Not sick, so she's like absolutely ill, can't function, but has a repeated cough, hasn't been feeling good, and is basically trying to get past it, hammering the inacetyl system and the other subs that she has. Our bodies were not designed to regurgitate and reuse our air that we're breathing out. You breathe toxins every time you exhale out of your body. You breathe in and you breathe out. There's a reason why you push it out. There's a reason why we haven't, for some odd reason, built an evolutionary mass that our bodies created over our face because our bodies are not designed to recirculate our air on a regular basis. This is the most moronic concept that I have heard from people when they continue to say, oh, you just wear the mask. It's, it's for your protection. It's not for your protection. The only reason that a mask is used is to basically hold droplets in if you're sick and you want to wear like an N95 and you need to go out in public and you want to make sure you're not coughing and hacking into the open air. That is when a mask may help, but a perfectly healthy, very healthy person that is not sick and is not symptomatic has absolutely zero reason whatsoever to walk around with a mask on all day long. It is contrary to health, and it is diametrically opposed to pretty much any and all science that we have seen. This is why I have been so adamant about it, and especially with the kids in the school systems. So I just want to bring that up. And again, this is what we're starting to see all across the country now with more and more people getting sicker, pericarditis, myocarditis, over and over and over again. Dad and I were just talking about it earlier. You were telling me earlier, Dad, another individual that you know you saw on the news, he's basically going in for what pericarditis surgery. What were you telling me about that? 
Uh, that's Franklin Graham. Uh, and, you know, I don't like the Grahams. I don't like Billy Graham. I don't like Franklin Graham. And you guys, oh, I can't believe you said that, Ted. Well, no, why don't you do some research on it? Uh, you know, many, many people have said for many, many years that Billy Graham is a high-level Masonic leader. He has a star on the Hollywalk Hall of Shame. I'm, I'm going to say that again. People don't realize this. Billy Graham has his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame given to him by the witches and the warlocks and the wizards and the masons and the weirdos that run Hollywood. Guys, look it up. How in the world, if he was a true evangelical leader promoting Jesus Christ with their atomistic hatred of Christ, would they have ever given him a star on the Hollywood Walk of Shame? This guy is just an um, he ta- he taught ecumenical Christianity is what he did. He taught that basically that if you went to hell that you'd have a you know Christless future and a godless future for all eternity. And the reality is is that God's everywhere. He's omnipresent. I mean, the, the stuff that he preached was pure Masonic doctrine as far as I'm concerned, and an ecumenical movement of Jesus Christ. I do not like Billy Graham. Period. And I really believe he was a high level Mason. Because remember, he was he was in the administration for what the ten or twelve different presidents. I mean, he was always in the White House. Well, why wasn't he talking to the people in the White House about abortion? Hmm? Why wasn't he doing that? Why wasn't he talking about what was going on in our school systems? Why wasn't he talking about all the things that are so horrible today? Why didn't he have an influence on any of these presidents doing that? I mean, he even went and met with Barack Obama, the the known gay Kenyan with his transgender wife, according to Joan Rivers. Yes, did he talk to Barack Obama about being gay? Did he talk to him about his transgender wife? Did he talk to him about what Joan Rivers said? Obviously not. No. And now he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Shame given him by the weirdos in Hollywood. Think through that, guys. He's not who you thought he was, period. The vast majority of the people who went forward to those rallies, they had no direction or no future or no guidance from any church. They were doing an ecumenical movement. They went to all the different churches in the areas, regardless of what they believed, whether they were promoting homosexuality, promoting gay pastors. They didn't care. They've had them all together and sending these people to these different churches. That's ecumenical Christianity. Now, some of you are really mad right now. You're going, you don't understand. Billy Graham was the greatest man of our time. Okay, whatever. Believe what you want to believe, then do some research on it. And I told you, these people infiltrated the Christian church back in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s with the onset of the Frankfurt School to destroy Christianity to fractionalize Christianity, to make people say, well, he's a Presbyterian, he's going to hell, Lutherans can't be saved, they're going to hell, all Catholics are going to hell, everybody's going to hell but us. Well, did they really say that? I I was in a church, yeah. I was in a Church of Christ in Tallahassee. It was a crossroads Church of Christ. Found out to the head guy, Chuck, uh, his name was Pastor Chuck, he ended up being a homosexual. Yeah, about that. And, uh, you know, it was crazy. All crazy. And, and they pretty much taught us if you did not do exactly what they said to do, you were going to hell. So everybody's going to hell but us. And I always said to them, after I left that place, heaven's going to be a lonely place because you guys are a bunch of weirdos and you're the only people that people can associate with. Are you guys in heaven? I don't think so. So this is the thing that people need to understand is Jesus came to bring the world together underneath him. He did. It's not that we have to be under different denominations. The reason denominations form is that people disagree as far as scripture and doctrine. That's what, the, that's what they're for. That's what they do. So you have all these fractions everywhere, and all that does is cause division in the body of Christ. That's all it does. And then we have people come in, and they promote a doctrine of devils, like Franklin Graham, as far as I'm concerned, telling everybody to go out and get the COVID shell. How'd that work for you, Franklin? You had to have heart surgery and have your pericardial sac removed from your heart. Let me tell you something, friends. 
this is one of those shows a lot of you are going to say, well, it's too much. I don't believe all this. Okay. Franklin Graham said, what would Jesus do that Jesus would want us to take the shot? All of this nonsense he was pushing, and now he's got heart disease, pericarditis. And let me tell you about pericarditis because I had it. It's not a joke. It'll kill you deader than a snake, a rattlesnake in a wagon road when you step on him. I'm this stuff is bad. I was in bed for months with this stuff. I was so sick back in the early 80s when I came down with this in the summer of 83. Guys, listen to me. They're promoting that you take this injection, and they're going into churches and telling the pastors, you tell me, is that is that of God or not? No, it's not of God. And, I, and I, I'm telling you, God is – the Bible says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. And it's not that he's going to come in and hit you with a lightning bolt and kill you like that. He allows what you did to yourself to allow it to take effect and destroy you. That's what happens. I've seen it over and over and over again. Person comes into the office, they're 100 pounds overweight. Well, I don't know what to do. I've gained 100 pounds. And my response is, well, you've got to cut back on your diet. you got to cut back on your calories. you got to change your food. you got to get off high glycemic food. you got to stop eating bread. Really important. No bread. you got to stop eating rice. you got to stop eating white potatoes. you got to stop eating dairy products. Well, I just don't think I can do that. I'm like, well, then why are you coming to me to talk? If you don't want to listen, why are you talking to me about this? Well, you know, I thought it'd be easier. I just thought you'd give me a pill, and the pill will take care of it, and I'd be fine by tomorrow, and I'd go and lose 100 pounds in the next two or three days. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. If you lose two pounds to three pounds a week, that's a good, steady weight loss. And if you just stop eating your five to 10,000 calories a day, you're going to lose weight anyhow. And see, this is the problem that you run into with people that are basically thinking they can do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, however they want to do it, and not have any consequences. Well, I want to go to Europe to see the Christmas markets this year, so I'm going to go ahead and get myself an injection. Okay? How's that pericarditis working out for you? How's that myocarditis working out with you? Oh, by the way, when you get the myocarditis, within five years, 66% of you will be dead. How's that working out for you? I talked to one of my doctor friends yesterday. She said over 20 infants now, young children, ages five and up, have been are dead now. And hundreds and hundreds have been hospitalized with cardiac conditions and basically anaphylactic shock from the shot they've been getting in the last couple of weeks since Biden's pushed this. And guys, listen to me. The reason that Comirnaty shot's been approved is not available, and they're using it basically with the Pfizer back and forth saying it's got, it's got the same emergency use authorization. They want this shot on the shot list that's required for children to go to school. And when they get it on that list, then they'll be able to say, we have blanket immunity on it. That's why they're not giving you the commodity shot right now and giving you the Pfizer shot because the Pfizer shot's being covered by the same, quote, blanket immunity under the Emergency Youth Authorization Act as the, as it would. Now, once, once that, that's why they won't let you take ivermectin. That's why they won't let you take hydroxychloroquine. That's why they won't promote zinc. That's why they won't get on national TV that's run by the international drug companies owned by State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. And oh, by the way, State Street is now saying, that you can't hire any white people for their company unless it gets pre-approved. You thought I'd mention that because they're all owned by the same people. And once they get this medical authorization, emergency use thing, when it expires, whenever they do that, these shots will be on the shots for these children to be able to enter into the school system. You will not be able to put your children in school anymore unless you give them the shots. And see, and this is what they've done to the parents. 
for the last 30, 40 years. They've programmed them, take them to the pediatrician every few months to get more shots, more shots, more shots, more shots. And then I said, by the way, more shots. And then pretty soon these kids are so dumbed down with the mercury and the aluminum and the chemicals and the fetal cells and all of the peanut allergies and all the other things that are caused by this. They're going, well, I can't really think anymore. I feel tired. I'm sluggish. When you're six years old, you're supposed to be a bundle of energy running around. I don't feel good, mommy. I don't feel good, daddy. And now they're going, my chest hurts, mommy and daddy. It hurts right here, right over my heart. It hurts. I don't know why it hurts so bad. I'm going to cry now. And the parents go, oh, my gosh, we just got you the shot. Well, yeah. Duh, wake up. Just had a family member, I find out, in the cardiac care unit right now. They had the shot. <laughs> they had the shot, and now they're in the cardiac care unit. And every one of you who've taken the shot or been exposed to large amounts of spike proteins need to get a D-dimer test to make sure that you're not clotting. This is, this is like turning into a dog on utopian nightmare. And, and, and we're trying to tell people and been telling people and telling people and telling people. In fact, in Tallahassee on Tuesday, November, November the 16th at 1 p.m. in the Florida Capitol Courtyard, they're having a rally for medical freedom to support the special session on banning vaccine mandates. And if you're going to be in the area, I suggest you go to this. Now, I'm not going to be there, but and I'm not sure about the speakers that are going to be there, so I'm not endorsing the speakers that are there, but I'm saying we need to be rallying behind Governor DeSantis right now to help promote what he's doing in the state of florida it's so important i mean think about it for a second all of these people are coming in and telling us all of this stuff is happening right now but yet we're supposed to think it's all okay i mean right now 86 percent of these children that are having these cardiac symptoms have been hospitalized after these shots 86 percent think about that in fact i'm posting an article for you guys it's called SARS-CoV-2 NMRNA vaccine vaccination associated with myocarditis in children ages 12 to 17, a stratified national database analysis. This is just for the 12 to 17-year-olds, not including the 5-year-olds. It's a 17-page document. I'm posting it at the healthmasters.com website so you guys can read through it. Guys, listen to me. They're playing for blood. This is Moloch and Baal and Asherah worship. They're sacrificing our children to these entities. That's what this is. I guarantee you in a lot of these laboratories where they make this stuff, you got a bunch of weirdo Satanists working. It's kind of like with Ron Parsons from you know from labor from Jet Laboratories that turned into NASA, who was a known Satanist, who worked with L. Ron Hubbard, another known Satanist, to do all kinds of weird witchcraft and crazy things as far as you know, conjuring up demons and evil spirits. And they also worked with that that weirdo, you know, from the 19, early 1900s, the guy who was working, who was a British secret agent. I'll get to, I'll get his name in a second. And, you know, and so all of these people are just all working together to promote a satanic agenda. And see, this is the group that runs the planet, have done so, so for thousands and thousands of years to the ancient Canaanite religions. And if we understand that and we realize that, we could stand against it. Because listen to me, guys. It says in the book of Ephesians, put on the armor of God. Above all things else, you've got to stand. Stand up for your children, please. Oh, dear Lord, please stand up for your children. If you don't stand up for your children, they're going to die or they're going to get unbelievably sick. You know, and, and the thing about it is, is that if we don't have the kids for the next generation, you know, if we don't have those people, you know, to take over for us that we've raised properly, you know, what's going to happen to the planet? You know, what's going to happen to the world if we allow these Satanists to completely have their way? I mean, what in the world are we going to do? And see, this is the thing we need to understand, who these people are. 
And the guy I was thinking about earlier was Aleister Crowley. He said that he sacrificed literally thousands of children. Now, what the heck does that even mean? And he worked with these guys, L. Ron Hubbard and, 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 you know, and Jack Parsons, and they all worked together and called and conjured up demons. It's the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos that are running the planet with their priest class. And this is the same group that honored Billy Graham with a Hollywood Walk of Fame shame star. Think through this. The United States and the Christian church has been infiltrated. We've got to stand against that. We've got to preach the truth. We've got to preach the truth. And we've got to have faith in Jesus. For he is the author. He is the perfecter. And he is the finisher of our faith. And he is part of the omnipresent Godhead that is here to support you. We have to call on his name. We have to have a rally. We have to have a revival in the United States of America. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Oh, you nailed it on the head. And what's interesting, too, I was just watching another interview from DeSantis, and exactly what I talked about on Monday as far as the reports that I had heard from that radio station, Sunny FM, talking about what was going on in Daytona. And the manager was apologizing because all these people were here from south of the border and basically spreading over and taking over the pool areas like they were their living rooms. And they couldn't get rid of them. They were all just staying there saying that they basically were with a company. Well, DeSantis just came out now, and he said they are working to deny contracts to any companies aiding President Joe Biden's administration with operating and releasing hundreds of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens into the United States, specifically Florida. He goes on to say here, and I quote him. There are flights that are coming in that are 2 and 3 in the morning now, and we can confirm them. The feds, of course, control the airspace, and they're on the ground. They take these folks, then they send them to other parts of Florida by bus or parts of the southeast. And that individual who was murdered was, in fact, murdered by an illegal alien who was one of Biden's flights. These midnight flights announced no notice, no support for the state, no ability us to veto it ahead of time. And if Biden had not been doing that, if he had been doing his job, this individual would be alive today. And he's referring to a 24-year-old illegal that came across the border, claimed he was an unoccupied alien child, was transferred to Jacksonville via plane then bus, and then murdered a 46-year-old father of four. That's what he's referring to on this. And so he was asked what he's trying to do to stop this. And he said, this is very difficult right now. He said, but I think that they're using majority of these private contractors. So, so we're looking at how we can fight back against these contractors. Obviously, we can deny them any and all state contracts, which we will do. We can deny them access to Florida's market generally and tax them, and we can do things to provide disincentives so they will not continue what they're doing. But this is going to be a continued fight because the FAA is the one who is controlling this. This is what DeSantis is saying. He said, we're going to go after some of these contracts because they're bringing in people here, and they're causing burdens on us, and tragically, people are losing their lives because of it. I wasn't making that up Monday, and I'm not making up what I keep hearing down here. Florida's population growth is untenable right now. There are people moving here from all over the country. That's already a problem right now from people moving here because they basically lived in states that have gone complete and totally crappy because of the people they voted in, and now they want to move to Florida because we're alleged free state. That's just part of it. Now we're having hundreds of thousands of people that are basically being transferred here illegally and legally. I remember I told you after that giant incident, that giant hurricane that hit Puerto Rico a couple years back. They went in and they brought in 300,000 Puerto Ricans into Orlando. Now, let me clarify. 
I know a lot of Puerto Ricans. I've got they've in the barber shop. They cut my hair. Great people. Some of them are awesome. There's also some of them that don't want to do anything, and we've been exposed to that now here in Central Florida. And what's happened is now when you start bringing people here from other countries, because remember, when they bring in these unoccupied miners and these illegals and anybody else from other countries, they give them stipends. They give them usually one to two years of housing funds. They give them an apartment that's fully paid for. They give them food funds. They give them clothing, expense, cell phone, all the, basically anything they need to do to live, they get free money. In most cases, thousands of dollars a month in total. And so what happens is now you start having these individuals, as we talked about Monday, they will absolutely 100% vote Democrat every single time, no matter how communist, no matter how perverted, no matter how horrific those individuals are that are running for office, these people will vote for them. So they continue to get their free money, and then it's just part of what we're seeing right now. Also, to another news, more and more individuals, even across the country and the world, are starting to talk about what's going on now. Now, French health authorities have just released a new advisory recommending that people under 30 do not get the Moderna vaccine. They're basically saying that the risk of heart inflammation from Moderna and Pfizer appears to be around five times to what they're seeing with Moderna. However, cases of myocarditis only manifest within seven days of vaccination from what they're seeing. This isn't obviously news to anybody else that watches the show. Also, too, Oscar-winning Matthew McConaughey, who's usually very, very liberal about his stance on a lot of stuff, he has now come out now and said he does not agree whatsoever with vaccine mandates for children. He is a father of three, ages 13, 11, and 8, and he said his children will not be getting the injection. He said, I cannot understand why people would mandate having to vaccinate younger children. I want to find out more information about these injections as we have no idea what they are going to do long term. The decision has caused a storm of controversy with a lot of people in the Hollywood satanic industry because you got to remember, a lot of these Hollywood actors to get really, really big. They get really, really big because they do what they're supposed to do. If they don't do what they're supposed to do, they just kind of fizzle out and they put them to the wayside. They say, okay, this guy can't be bought. He can't be controlled. This is the same reason why The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, his career has already started to plateau very, very sharply downwards because of his stunt that he pulled on Instagram promoting sniffy Joe Biden on his post basically talking about everybody needs to vote for Joe. Joe's going to make the economy fantastic. Everybody needs to vote for him. We know what we need to do. And now, of course, that that, that post has aged very, very, very poorly. And there's, there's some other new movie that just came out that he's in. And I told him, I said, I absolutely refuse to watch any movies he does now. I won't support them. I won't watch them. I won't give money to them. I am not going to give money to somebody that's that much of a controlled fool that's willing to sell his soul and basically give in to the communist new world order and promote somebody that basically we have seen has been a complete and total imbecile from the very beginning until now. He's been a stooge puppet that they've used directly to do that. But the fact that you get online and on television, you tell people this you need to vote for because he's going to be a really great guy. Guys, man, you got to really understand why they're doing this. It's because they're paid and told to do so because they've, they've had enough strings pulled on them and they've had enough favors that they've called that they can continue to do what they're told to do whenever they're told to do it. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. As we're starting to see, remember yesterday we talked about OSHA 
and how there's no physical way that these individuals and these federal agencies are going to be able to enforce this mandate. It's not physically possible. Well, they're now saying the Washington Post just came out and said to enforce Joe Biden's mandate, the U.S. Labor Department, along with OSHA, does not nearly have enough workplace safety inspectors to do the job. So the government is going to rely on a core of informers to identify any violations of the order. Employees who will presumably be concerned enough to turn in their own employers and other coworkers or fail to go under undergo weekly tests to be vaccinated, they will now be paid by the basically core of informers through the Labor Department to go in and blow the whistle on their own employers. Without them, experts say the government would find it harder to achieve its goal of requiring tens of millions of workers to be injected by January 4th or weekly test and wear a job. There is no army of OSHA inspectors that is going to be going knocking on employees' doors and even calling them every single day, Debbie Burke said, former OSHA chief of staff who is a fellow at the Georgetown University Initiative for Labor. They're going to rely on workers and their union representatives to file regular complaints when the company is totally flouting the law. Jim Frederick, acting director of OSHA, told reporters the agency will focus on job sites where workers need assistance to have safe and healthy workplaces, and this typically will come in a form of a complaint. So what they're saying is now they're building a snitch state. That's what they're going to start building now. This is going to be like East Nazi, or not East, excuse me, East Communist Germany now. They're going to build a communist group a core of informers that are going to go around and be paid little snitches that are not going to be known. They're going to be at job sites basically working. They'll be employees, and they'll basically encourage and incentivize to snitch on other coworkers and snitch on their bosses and employers so they can essentially be good little snitch pathetic rats for the communist deep state. And that is exactly how we figured they're going to do this because this is the only way – Communism works in any regime that you've seen, whether it goes to China, whether it was the USSR, whether you go back any of them. You always have to have a snitch rat state that comes in and basically snitches and infiltrates and acts like rats. Because remember, rats will survive any way possible. They will eat the scraps off the ground. They will do anything they have to do, including gnawing their own hand off if they get caught. Because they are rats. They will do anything to survive. That is what they're trying to build now, is a full-blown group of rats across the country that will snitch on their fellow worker, snitch on their fellow employer, in order to basically get a good little pat on the back from the Department of Labor and OSHA. So we wondered how they were going to do it. They're blatantly telling us how they're going to do it now. So every single person is essentially going to be somebody that's going to violate the mandate. So these snitches are going to run around the workplace looking around every corner, peering around every edge, trying to find somebody that had their mask below their nose for a few seconds that hasn't been injected or failed to get their weekly testing and done. This is pathetic on the highest level that we have the Department of Labor and OSHA actually going to this level of tyranny in order to try to push people to get an experimental RNA injection, which is not for their health. It does not stop transmission. It does not stop basically catching it. It doesn't do anything but allegedly slightly reduce the symptoms, and that's if you don't die from pericarditis or some other adverse event that is now clogging up the bear system now with so 
many reports of people getting unbelievably sick and or dying on the various reports directly from these injections. So be aware of this, understand what's starting to happen now, and continue to try to make sure you talk and see who's open, see who's not. And if you're in a job place, use wisdom and use discretion. I've always told that before. Be very careful who you start talking about stuff to, especially when it comes to preps, when it comes to weapons, when it comes to food, there's a lot of people out there that will act like they're your friend. They'll act like they're cool with you. They'll act like they're buddy-buddy with you. And when the time comes, they will snitch and turn on you in a split second if it is going to benefit them. Remember the story of the frog and the scorpion. The frog's going to cross the stream. He can swim. The scorpion comes up to him and says, I have a proposition. Will you let me ride on your back across the stream? The frog says, you're nuts. You're a scorpion. You sting frogs. That's what you do. I can never trust you. The scorpion goes, whoa, 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 frog. You're not thinking your little frog brain. If I sting you while I'm riding on your back in the water, I'm going to die too. Why would I do that and kill myself just to kill you? And the frog goes, well, you got a valid point there. I think you're right. You know what? I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to help you out and just basically go out of my way for you. So they jump in the river. The scorpion jumps on the frog's back. They swim across the river about halfway across. The scorpion comes around and stings the frog right in the spine. The frog goes, what are you doing? I'm aspirating water now. I'm drowning. You're killing me. You're going to die too. And the scorpion goes, yeah, I know. I can't believe you actually believed what I said. I'm a scorpion. I sting frogs. That's what I do. I don't know how to do anything else except sting animals. So sorry you listened to me, but I lied, and now we're both going to die because that's what I do. There are certain people out there that will literally ruin their own careers, their own lives, their own judgment, their own life simply because that's what they do. They are scorpions and have nothing else better to do with their lives except run around and try to cause harm and havoc on other people's lives because their lives are so pitiful and pathetic and they have no peace through Christ. They will do anything they can to make themselves feel better, even if it means ruining other people's lives. That is what they're betting on right now. And the sad part is, as we've seen now with the Covidian cult, there are a lot of people out there that are going to get involved in this, and they're going to think again. Remember I talked about before. There are people out there now that have this sense of purpose. They're in the Covidian cult now. They wear a mask when they walk outside. They wear a mask when they drive. They get their shot and their booster shot and their force shot, and they get to walk around with pride and yell at anybody that doesn't have a mask because they're doing their Covidian cult requirement now, and they have a sense of purpose, and they had nothing else before. Those are the same people that they're going to rely on to be good little rat snitches for OSHA in the coming future. So just be aware of it and understand scorpions sting frogs. That's what they do. There's no other way to explain it, Dad. You know, last night I was speaking to an attorney, and they told me, they said, well, you know, we have an obligation. We have an obligation to the state, to the Florida Bar, and if we see another attorney or another person doing something illegal, we have to turn them into the Florida Bar. So I said to the person, I said, so you have to be a snitch. And he said, yes, we have to be snitches. They train us to be snitches. And I thought, wow, that's a weird profession. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of sorry attorneys out there that don't need to be practicing law. That's a fact. But the reality is there's a lot of really good attorneys that sometimes have the best interest of their client. And they may do something that, how would you say, is not particularly approved upon or, you know, is maybe in a shady area. And all of a sudden now they're going to get snitched out by some other little snitch. What a weird profession that is. But the reality is a lot of people out there like being snitches because it gives them a sense of purpose. 
It's like Austin said, the frog and the scorpion story that I've talked to you about for years, and so is Austin. Now, I originally heard that from a guy by the name of Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. I highly advise all of you to listen to his audio videos on YouTube. He's gone now. He's passed away. But I tell you what, he's a good friend of mine, and he really helped to change the way I think about things. Him and Zig Ziglar both. And the reality is that there are people out there. You can't afford their production. There are people that are working for you that they always seem to be a problem. They produce pretty good, but they are a problem. You're always having to deal with issues. A lot of times those are the very first ones that are going to snitch you out to the state because somebody doesn't have a proper mask mandate you know, listed on their wall or they haven't had the proper test this week or they're not having to be forced to wear masks at work. You know, Biden's going to do everything he possibly can to force mask mandates all the way down and shot mandates all the way down as far as he possibly can, all the way to one or two employees. We talked about it yesterday. And that simply by itself will completely cripple and destroy the final nails of people trying to work in the United States. We have 100 million people right now unemployed in the United States who are not looking for work that have fallen off the employment rolls. 100 million, approximately a third of the population has figured out how not to work at all anymore. They're either on government subsidies or they're working, you know, part time jobs with being paid in cash and they're not basically, you know, on the employment rolls or they're living at home. 100 million guys. That's a 30 percent unemployment rate. What the heck? It's like it was in the Great Depression, and we talked about that years ago when Trump came into office, and everybody quit talking about it now. Because once they fall off the unemployment rolls, they're no longer considered statistically viable as being unemployed. I mean, who, who makes up these rules? And what they do is they do it that way so they can try to inflate the figures of the amount of people that are unemployed. Now, a lot of these people are retired. A lot of people are probably 16, 17, 18 years old. They don't want a job. A lot of people basically are doing their own thing on the side. I got that, all right? But there are a lot of people out there that just learn how to be wards of the state, including the 65 million now in the United States that on a regular basis are using opiates. Well, the only thing they care about is getting stoned and getting high. In most cases, they don't really care about what they do for a living. And as long as they get their drugs, they're good. That's what the fentanyl problem is all about. You know, remember what happened in Vietnam. About a third of the GIs in Vietnam got involved with opiates, started taking opiates, using opiates. They were sending heroin over to the United States in body bags, smuggling it into the United States. That's how the CIA was getting their contraband into the United States because the human body in a casket of a soldier is considered sacrosanct. You can't mess with it. You can't defile it or disgrace it or anything to it. And so they have to basically be bringing these caskets in with 50 kilos of heroin, which is over 100 pounds of heroin in the bottom of the casket, and they were bringing them into the morgues or to the places where they were being basically, you know, how should I say, buried, and these people were unloading the heroin out of these caskets. The mob was. This is the CIA working directly with organized crime. That's why they were spraying so many of the fields over there with Agent Orange. They weren't spraying the woods in every single case. A lot of times they were spraying, spraying the competition poppy fields with Agent Orange. I mean, this is unbelievable how this has happened in the United States. In fact, there's a book you need to all read. It's called Operation Gladio, The Unholy Alliance Between the CIA, the Vatican, and the Mafia by Dr. Paul Williams. One of the best books I've ever read. It'll let you know really what happens and who runs the planet and why John F. Kennedy got killed, basically, because he was going against the CIA and all his drug trafficking that they had learned from Chiang Kai-shek on how to feed a million-man army. You did it through opium, and they did it through running the money through the Exchange Stability Fund so it could bypass Congress. All of this stuff is happening right now as we speak. This is who runs the planet. They're all tied together with this high-level, as you say, satanic group that basically uses human sacrifice to increase their abilities on this planet and all the other weird stuff they're involved in. And also talked about these different actresses and actors that you have out there right now in Hollywood. A lot of these actresses, 
I'm not saying which ones, but they're not even they're not even women. They're men. They're dressed up as women. They have makeup on them and they have, they have cosmetic surgery. They've had breast implants. They're on hormone replacement therapy. So, you know, avoid a bunch of these actresses and actors. I'm not saying who's who as far as who's a guy or a girl or whatever, but I don't watch any movies that The Rock does. I don't ever do any movies that George Clooney puts out anymore. I don't ever put, do any movies that Brad Pitt puts out anymore. I don't go to the movies to see these people. I, I don't go to see Scarlett Johansson because I kind of wonder about her sexuality. I don't listen to – we'll go to see Glenn Close or Charlize Theron. I kind of wonder about her sexuality. I would never go see an Angela Jolie movie. This new one came out with The Eternals. What a joke. Reese Witherspoon, complete and total heathen. She's a billionaire now because she's done what she's supposed to with the Kabbalists. And Jennifer Lawrence, avoid all of these people. Don't go to their movies. Vote with your pocketbook. Just say, no, I'm not going to listen to those people. I'm not going to go support them. You know, Scarlett Johansson is super liberal. All of her movies have bombed. They've all been bombing, 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 bombing. It's just because nobody wants to see these weirdos. And guys, listen to me. It's really important that we all stand in the aggregate for, the, for, for Christianity and not support these Kabbalists that run Hollywood and run the planet. We can't be giving them money. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, right now there's a new digital driver's license, and it's set to include your vaccine status, your travel records, and your social credit score. We told you a long time ago this was going to happen. It's already in the works in Utah and other states, and the program lists items that can be tracked or added later. and includes vaccine records, financial reports, credit scores, travel records, taxes, spending, voting, sex offender status, dietary preferences, licenses and permits, background checks, rewards programs, and credit, social credit scoring. This is the Chinese model for totalitarianism, and it is coming to us in the United States right now as we speak. We told you to start with the vaccine passport, which is the Chinese credit score, disguised. Naomi Wolf, hardcore liberal leftist, weirdo, lesbian, whatever. She's right. She's saying the same thing. I'm, I'm quoting Naomi Wolf again. And she's been censored all over social media now because she started telling the truth. Guys, it's so important that we that we continue to tell people who these people are and what they're doing and why they're doing it. By the way, I've got to stop here for one second. I've got to talk about men, and I've got to talk about prostate health. You think, well, that's odd, Ted. That was a terrible segue. Yeah, it was. It was a terrible segue. But I'm, the segue is going from one topic to another. But here's the thing. I just got, I just heard of another one, another person this morning in their 50s and 60s again, um, that had to have radical prostatectomy. They had other prostates removed. And I'm telling you this, I'm gonna tell you this again. Your prostate's gotta have zinc, period. And you have to have relations with your wife a couple of times a week if you wanna keep a healthy prostate. I'm just letting you know what you gotta do. Now, women, listen to me. If you're married to a guy, this is a physical need that he has to stay healthy and not end up with prostate issues and prostate cancer. It's kind of like one of the wifely duties. You say, well, I can't believe you're telling me I got to do that with my husband. Look, he's your husband. Who's he supposed to be doing that with? Just thought I'd mention that, okay? Don't put him in that situation. Well, I don't have any interest in that since I went through menopause. Well, okay, then, then find a way to get an interest, okay? Talk to your husband about it. You've got to take care of his physical needs. The husband, same thing goes for you, too. If your wife's got physical needs, you've got to support her, too. This is really important that I talk about this because I don't like talking about things like that because it's kind of personal. But the reality is you got to do that. It has to be done to keep a guy healthy. I mean, this guy that I know who's had the radical prostatectomy now, having all the other health issues right now, he basically got cut off from his wife long ago. And they no longer had had relations for years and years and years. And now all of a sudden he's got all these prostate problems. I mean, it's so important to understand this is 
unbelievably it's, it's almost a pandemic right now with prostate issues with men. I mean, starting in their 30s and 40s, I've seen it. And it's so important that women can do what they can to help these guys. And guys, you got to do what you can too. You got to take zinc. You got to exercise. You got to take vitamin E. If you need to take HGH stimulate, do that. If you need to take, you know, these different, we have a whole testosterone stack that helps elevate testosterone that we have available at Health Masters, but it's so important. But zinc, oh my gosh, at least 50 milligrams a day for guys. You know, it's interesting. When the sperm comes together with the egg, you know, during conception, there's a spark. It's like a, it's like a little, it's, it's, there's actually a light created, like a spark of life that occurs. It goes flash real bright. This is true. You can read about it and look it up. And that intensity of the spark determines the health of the embryo and determines the state of the, how should I say, health of the sperm and the egg. Guys, listen to me. When a person has enough zinc in their system, the spark is really bright, really flashes. You have a much healthier pregnancy. Men have to take zinc every single day. I've been taking it for over 40 years. I have no issues in these areas as far as with the prostate. I'm 66 years old. In my 67th year, as so many of you have been so kind to remind me of on our SD Brewer Instagram account, thank you for that. It is my 67th year. And, guys, listen to me. I'm not trying to meddle with you as far as your, your relations with your wife or with your husband right now, but we got to understand that we have to take care of one another. We really do. I mean, one of the reasons that guys get – gosh, I hate talking about this stuff – get caught up on looking at things they shouldn't look at on the Internet is because the wives aren't taking care of their physical needs. And that's not every case. In some cases, the guy's just got some issues he's got to get resolved. He needs to make a covenant with his eyes and stop doing that. But, ladies, listen to me. Men and women are wired differently. Men have something in the middle of their brain called the nucleus acubens. And when they see something that they find desirable from a physical standpoint like that, when they see a really provocatively dressed woman or a wife or whatever, they see all that. They get triggered and they, they really want to have relations because God gave us that innate, innate desire so that we could procreate and expand the species and have children. So it's kind of hard now because of the woman's liberation. They've come in now and they say, oh, men don't have to do this and men don't have to do that. and Men need to act like women and women need to act like men. No, they don't. God made the men. God made the women. They're different. They've got different brain chemistries. They've got different hormones. All of this stuff needs to be respected because God made us this way. And we really, really need to understand that. And I mentioned this story in my earlier session. I want to read you part of it real quick. It said, industry groups are urging flexibility in Biden vaccine mandate or risk crippling the already strained supply chain. They're trying to shut down the United States. They're trying to shut down the economic world engine so they can reboot it and give it like a paddle shock to get it going again under a new world order and a new world government. That's why they're doing this. One of the key reasons that Biden's putting these kill shots through and forcing them like he is, in addition to reducing the population of the planet, is to shut down industry and shut down the economic supply chain and thereby destroy the economic world engine so he can destroy the economy of the United States and put us all into the dark ages, so to speak, again. So they've got to start over again with their new world order. Remember what Knaus Schwab said? By 2030, you'll own nothing, nothing, and you'll be happy. What the heck? How can you own nothing? You know, everybody usually has a car that's maybe old, but it's paid for. I mean, how can you not own your car anymore? How can you own nothing? Sounds like the guy from Hogan's Heroes, you know, uh, Schultz. Uh, <laughs> I own nothing, nothing. I see nothing. I mean, unbelievable that this is going on. 
And it's right in front of our eyes. But again, it's the international banking community that's doing that. This is what the article goes on to say. A coalition of business groups, including key supply chain stakeholders representing industries like food service, trucking, and warehousing, have called on the Biden administration to flexibility in its COVID mandates or they're going to destroy the already weakened supply chain. In November 3rd letter signed by nearly 100 groups, such as the Agricultural Transportation Coalition, has basically warned and urged the Biden administration to take a series of steps to fix the supply chain crisis gripping the economy and pushing inflation to the high not seen in decades. Because while we represent different industries, we share the common burden of current supply chain disruptions, which are driving up prices, leading to growing shortages of goods and food in the United States, with the holidays just around the corner. The mandate announced by President, God, I can't call him President, by the nauseatingly senile puppet put in the White House, Biden, in September, was released to the public on November the 4th, requires employees with more than 100 or more employees, employers with more than 100 or more employees to require proof. And now it's going down to even if you have one or two employees, what they're trying to do, to force you to force vaccines on all of your employees or to propose these draconian mandates. And about 40 percent of the population has said in the United States, we're not going to do this. You know, how about no? How about not tomorrow or the next day? We're not going to do this. Well, if 40 percent of those people decide to walk off the jobs. In a situation that's already crippled by not having enough employees, anyhow, because nobody wants to work anymore because apparently they're all on opiates or retired or just don't care, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. This is the same thing that happened in the USSR. When people realize they can live on government handouts and not have to pull the cart anymore and they can ride in the cart, they all hop in the cart. Pretty soon you start 100 people pulling a cart with you know 10 or 15 people in it. Pretty soon you end up with 10 100 people in the cart with 10 or 15 people pulling it. Pretty soon you have one person pulling it. That's what's going on here. It's a supply chain breakdown. And they've always done this. They always the communists always do this. The socialists always do this. This is why they bring you the Federal Reserve Banks. And I've used this example, I'm gonna use it again. If I decided to buy the island of Grenada and I had enough money to do that, let's say I bought the island and you know I knew it's got an indigenous population on it. And so this indigenous population needs to have money, currency to buy and sell and trade. And I've got to have money to create keep the roads running, keep the bridges running keep everything working properly, keep the ports working. So I buy the island of Grenada. I don't have any money now to supply all the people their money. So I go to somebody like Bill Gates, which I would never do, but if I did, and I said, can you please print currency for us? And Bill Gates said, sure, I'll print it to you for 7.2% interest. So that means the rule of 72 says that, you know, you know, within 10 years, that money's going to double. And so I borrowed $10 billion from Bill Gates. He puts his picture on it. He says, Federal Reserve Bank of Bill Gates. It says it on the picture, on the on the notes. But everybody knows Bill Gates is worth $10 billion. So the money's good. So we're, so we're, we're spending it. We're having fun with it. Well, at the end of 10 years, you know, the money now has been basically I owe $10 billion in interest to Bill Gates. Here's the problem. Bill Gates only printed $10 billion. So now I owe as much money as I borrowed from Bill Gates and another $10 billion in interest. So even if I gave Bill Gates back his entire $10 billion, I would still owe him $10 billion more. That's how the Federal Reserve Bank is indebted to the United States. It never prints the interest. And if the interest isn't printed, you can't pay the debt back. And even if the interest was printed, you give it have to give it all back, the entire twenty billion, the ten billion plus the interest being printed, just to get out of the mess you created for yourself. And now you're in a situation where you have no money again. 
And this is exactly how the Federal Reserve works. That's how we end up with trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt to the Fed. But they're smart, aren't they? They don't just take the debt we owe and keep it to themselves so we could just say, hey, we're not going to pay this. You guys cheated us. This is a Ponzi scheme. They sell that debt via treasury bills and bonds and other things, other types of instruments to countries all over the world so they can hold our debt and our government will pay interest in these countries. So what ends up happening is if we default on the Fed, then we default on all these other countries and we create World War III because we defaulted on our debt. And now they want sovereign assets to cover their debt that they've lost. And they come in and invade the United States and take your stuff. It's exactly what they did to Germany. Germany was responsible in World War One for the entire mess that they didn't even start. And so they just took a bunch of their country away. They took about a third of Germany and annexed it into other countries as reparations. They just took their stuff, which ended up causing World War Two. And see, this is the problem that you run into when you get a bunch of Kabbalist, Luciferian bankers who operate through Babylonian money magic, and they basically entrap the people into believing that this Federal Reserve Bank is going to help and be better. This is why the only way we can extricate ourselves from this mess is to get rid of the Federal Reserve Banks and go back to debt-based, debt-free currency without interest being charged, like we had in 1912 before 1913 when the syphilis-infected Woodrow Wilson was blackmailed by Samuel Untermeyer to give us the Federal Reserve Bank. We've got to go back to that. The country lasted for well over, well over 100 years without having a central bank. And we don't need that in the United States. But unless we decide to go back to that and deal with the consequences of shutting down the Fed, which is going to be pretty dramatic for a few years, we're not going to shake ourselves loose from the shackles of the international banking cartels. The last chance we had was doing that was in 1937-38 in Germany. You saw what happened to Germany. They utterly bombed it into rubble, destroyed it, unless they were part of the Rothschild <laughs> standard oil industry that was controlled by Rockefeller and the Rothschild boys. They didn't bomb any of their refineries in Europe that were basically controlled by those guys or in Germany. Unbelievable. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. You guys are absolutely awesome. I had the opportunity and the privilege and the responsibility that I've taken onto myself years ago to pray for you this morning. And you mean the absolute world to me. Thank you for being my family. Thank you for being here for us and praying for us. I appreciate you guys so much. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And one of the main reasons I think that we've started to fall into this hole, especially so quickly over the last 20 to 30 years, I mean, because even up until the 90s and 2000s, a lot of people understood constitutional freedom and what the republic is about. And I think what's happened now, and I've noticed this, people are no longer concerned or interested in history. Now that you can go online and look at every manner of filth or every other distraction or every other video game or every other phone game or social media platform, majority of people now for the last 20 years have no interest, especially these young kids have no interest in history. And what a lot of people don't realize is what Klaus Schwab and these individuals are going for is they're going for the Dark Ages again. They want to go back to that medieval history with the lords and the kings and the knights and basically the peasants. Because remember, back then, you really didn't own anything. You kind of worked the land. You were able to live on the land you worked, and you basically paid enormous amount of taxes back to the king. And quite frankly, those groups and the knights, they did whatever they wanted to. You can see that in Braveheart. If you're walking around with your wife in a village and some of the knights see you know, your wife and they want to rape her, they just they go and they have their way with her. And that's what happened back then, and that's where it was. You, you, you had nothing. 
It didn't matter what you wanted to do. You were either born into that level of royalty or you were basically a peasant. Nobody was a sovereign citizen anymore. The king pretty much owned you. That's why they would just be like, oh, you know what? I don't like what he's doing. Hang him from the bridge. You can see that in Rob Roy. And so what happened was that's the entire reason or one of the main reasons why everything went sideways with the pilgrims coming to the United States and everything progressing from there on. And then the United States, what the United States is now with the Revolutionary War and so forth. And the problem is nobody realizes that people for right now forget how bad it can really get, how horrific it can really get. From the history, and they think that nothing's going to happen. Like I said with that lady yesterday, oh, they're not going to—they're not going to ask for a booster shot to travel. They're not going to do that, guys. What do you think they're going to do? They're telling us what they're going to do. It's not going to end until we push back 100% and say absolutely not, no more compliance. Like I've encouraged everybody to do. So be sure to check out information on the website. We have lots of different show notes, articles, web pages, all kinds of stuff. We put all the articles up there every day. Thank you for forwarding the show. Be sure to check out the product of the week. That'll be changing later on here shortly at the website at healthmasters.com. We'll also be putting the D3 10,000 K2 on sale here shortly. We want to make sure everybody has an adequate supply of that for the wintertime coming up. So thank you again for the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.